Hey, welcome to episode 31. On this episode, I chat with hip-hop artist Maje about his passion for music, how winning music competitions earned his mother's approval. Uh, it proved to him and basically to her that it's possible for him to make money from music so she doesn't need to worry as much. Uh, we talk about the importance of government-led infrastructure for hip-hop artists in terms of like grants and things like that. We talked about how he spent time in Atlanta to make music and how that helped his process, his involvement with something called Spotify Secret Genius and what he learned from working with fellow artist Kao. He also talked about the importance of stepping away from performing to give yourself time to create. This is important. Sometimes we spend so much time doing things that we don't actually have that much time to reflect and just get really creative. And I thought that was an interesting thing that he brought out. I want to give a special shout out to Chad Lucas for showing love to the show. Um, Sean Francois, thank you for for uh, your props. And, you know, also, this episode wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Atlantic Podcast Summit and Halifax Pop Explosion. Because this was recorded live and uh, as part of Halifax Pop Explosion. And um, I want to give a special shout out to the other podcasts who were on the bill with me for that night, which was uh, Ruth from Optimistically Depressed, the ladies Lindsay and Sarah from Momgasm, and Jordan from Nighttime Podcast. And also a special shout out to Sean McMullen uh, for capturing the great photos of Maje and I on stage, and to Melissa McMaster for helping me prep for the interview and making me sound like a pro. We had a little bit of an issue with sound in the first two minutes of this interview. You might notice that Maje's voice is extremely low and can't really hear it that well, but it comes back in after about two minutes. So just be aware. Hope you enjoy the episode. What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity, and, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. So, my name is, what's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the host of the Art Pays Me podcast. So basically, I'm an artist, I'm a designer. Hey! <laughs> uh, I, and I became frustrated with the idea that art, art and artists can't and shouldn't be paid. So I started a clothing brand based on this concept, and it has evolved into a podcast, and it continues as a clothing brand as well. And I think this is a great extension of it. And in this podcast, I interview a, a wide range of creatives from multiple backgrounds to prove that there are different ways to make money off of your creativity. So today... We have a hip-hop artist by the name of Maje. This is true. So look, I, I first met this gentleman uh, on a basketball court. We're part of this, this uh, clique called Noon Hoopers. And, uh, you know, I just want to give you an apology because, you know, uh, my team kind of just, you know, we, we gave you some work yesterday. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Your boy, he was cooking up yesterday. So, uh, you know, 
Mike, Mike could play. Mike could play. Yes. So I was checking out some of your music, right? And I was hoping I'd hear a lot of basketball bars, and I did hear a lot of basketball bars. <laughs> yes. So where, where are you from, man? Where, like, where'd you grow up? I am from East Preston. East um, Preston? Yeah. I couldn't picture myself being from anywhere else. I love it. Mm. Okay. Would you say growing up in East Preston impacted your musical appreciation, ability, and all that kind of stuff? Like I get this sense from you know I'm gonna go back to basketball. Like you, your your music, and I've seen your live performances as well. Like you, you put a lot out there on the stage and on the basketball court. You're very similar. Like you're a fearless dude who will go at the biggest motherfucker. Like you know I'm I'm six two, two hundred ten pounds. You yes. don't give a shit. Um, you know, uh, and your music and your performance is the same way. Is that like underdog mentality been a big part of your background? Um, well, anyone that grew up in a black neighborhood knows that if you suck at somebody, they're going to let you hear about it. So yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. It was like you don't want to be the guy that gets made fun of. You don't want to be the, you don't want to be the guy that loses. Like that's your pride, that's everything. Like that's mm. your heart. Everything is questioned if you lose. So yeah. Yeah, we go all in. Would you say that's how you would describe yourself as a music artist? A thousand percent, yeah. Yeah. So That's why I enter a lot of competitions. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. You, you won, like four or five years ago, you won the Viola Davis. Uh, Desmond. Sorry, Desmond. Damn. Yeah, gee. Woo! Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> this songwriting competition. So you won that. Did you feel like that was like silence to the haters a little bit? Um... The only thing that that did for me that was really good was um, heal the relationship with my mother as far as, like, um, future. Like, she wanted me to be a doctor, an accountant, da-da-da-da-da-da. She she couldn't fathom that I was doing music. So she danced her ass off that night Mm. when I won that money. So that was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, like... What I talk to a lot of artists and myself experienced is, you know, you have a lot of people who they mean well and they're trying to guide you in a certain direction because they're like, you know, why don't you consider doing this? Mm-hmm. And then you have this moment where you do something really successful as an artist. You know, they're like, oh, shit. Okay, mm-hmm. ah, okay yeah, it's a fall back. <laughs> yeah. I actually convinced my teachers to let me do my schoolwork in song form. Really? More than once, yeah. I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really yeah. smart and brilliant, and it's actually commendable that they allowed you because I know. Some yeah, teachers I have really good teachers. I was yeah. really, really thankful. Yeah. Okay. And you recently won the um, Casino Nova Scotia residency. Yes. And it's a twenty thousand dollar award for that. So how does that feel in terms of like you being able to dedicate more of time just to creating music? I mean, that's the goal. That was like the goal since. Um I realized I could get paid for my art. Mm. Like, was to get paid for it all the time, constantly. Like, this is what I do. This is what I wake up in the morning and do. Um, yeah, th- that's it. Right. I got fired from every day job I ever had. <laughs> I couldn't commit. 
<laughs> so, like, what, what do you think about these programs? you think that they are a necessary thing that they should continue to exist? Or do you feel like, like, have they really helped your career? A thousand percent. Um, I think the only burden I had was financial. Like, mm. I had a million ideas and I couldn't make them happen because I didn't have the financial backing. So, yeah, that's like I have no burdens or no barriers right now. It's just create, do you. Right. And right. it feels really good. So, there was a period of time where I couldn't beat you up on the basketball court because uh, <laughs> you were in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was that like? How, like? What was that? Um, I've told everybody since I came back, Atlanta felt like home. Like, mm. as soon as I landed, like, it felt like home. Every single person I met um, made me feel like I belong. I always said, like, if I was to go to Atlanta with nothing, within, like, two weeks, I'd have everything I need because people are just giving and giving and giving and, like, willing to support you and help you. Like, when I went there, I recorded almost every day for, like, eight hours at a time. Um, but it wasn't always in expensive studios. Sometimes it was in people's basement, and their parents... And, and their family made that happen. They supported th the mm -hmm. fact that they were, were going to do music, so they would give them the whole basement. And I'm just like, that would never happen in my whole story. <laughs> so like, but that was like the culture there. So like, everywhere you went, it was like, we're going to make great music. We're going to um, just make great art, period. Um, there was a lot of safe spaces there for every kind of human being ever. So like, I think that was really important for me to see that. Um, yeah, Atlanta felt like home. And when I came back home, I got checked at customs. So I was like, I'm ready to go back right now. <laughs> I mean, like, Atlanta's like the blackest city in, yeah. in North America. thousand percent. The mecca for hip-hop. <laughs> a thousand percent, yeah. Yeah, and like a lot of the modern hip-hop sound is coming out of Atlanta. So I can only imagine that would be, for a hip-hop artist, that would be a great environment. And uh, was it when you were in Atlanta that you worked with the Spotify Secret Genius? Yes. Uh, studio is amazing. Uh, anybody knows Summer Walker? She actually recorded her album in the exact same studio, so that was really cool um, to come back home and to find that out. Also, met a lot of people that were in the industry. Like everybody in Atlanta takes it serious, and that's exactly what I needed to see. That's exactly what I needed to know existed. That people my age or younger you know, treated this like a business, treated this like it was their life, mm. like nothing else mattered. And that was really important for me to see that. And yeah, because that's my life. Mm. Just out of curious, this is a random that no one's going to care about, but I love uh, SMKA, so Supermarket Knife Attack. Do, did you meet any of them or do you know who they are? I have no idea who that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did see Dwight Howard. Well, oh. I don't like him as a basketball player. Did you clown player, him? I was just going to say. So I didn't, I didn't address him at all. But he definitely knew that I knew who he was. And I was just like, I don't care. You haven't played in three years. Yeah. That's the worst, That was a right? great moment. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's kind of like, in, I'm from Bermuda. We do that kind of sometimes. You see a celebrity and we all act like, fuck, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, don't, they, they don't know how to react. Yeah. In Atlanta, nobody reacts to celebrities. They're like, this is just a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa, your manager, she asked me to ask this one. Why oh. is Big Sean your favorite rapper of all time? <laughs> I actually hate Big Sean. <laughs> yeah. it, listen, 
I just want the best for like an artist, and I don't feel like he wants the best for himself, so it drives me nuts. What does that mean? Um, because when I was like, when I was younger, I used to look up to him. I was like, man, your ceiling's really high, uh. and like, just he just he sounds like a follower. His drive, I, I can't take it. Yeah. Oh, so th- I'll dig into that. I was listening to some of your music, your last album, and you mentioned how some artists will get a lot of hits on a YouTube video, a lot of hits on something, and not take advantage of it. Yeah, thousand percent. It's, it's like thinking very small-minded. So that right there is kind of frustrating for you to, mm-hmm. to see an artist not... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually see myself becoming a manager at some point because mm-hmm. I'm always pin, like picking an artist that I feel like I could sell that. Like that story works, so that story doesn't work. So that's exactly how I look at Big Sean. Like, mm. I'm ready to cancel. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in terms of like being an independent artist, how do you feel um, the process of promoting yourself singularly uh, Mm -hmm. and with a manager? Like how does does having a manager help? Does it help? Uh, A thousand percent. It's just, it's that person that believes in you. Like, you know, like everybody needs that person that's just like, not only do I believe in you, but I'm going to make this happen for you. So... I met Melissa, what, like seven years ago, and I was way too fresh, way too young. I didn't know anything. And she didn't know anything about the music industry yet, but she was inspired by us, a group of us, as artists, and she was like, I'm going to get into this, and I'm going to make a difference, I'm going to help. And so for the longest time, it was just like a vocal agreement. She was just like, I'm going to go to bat for you. Um, Before there was any money, before there was anything, um, any real opportunities, and yeah, so it just continued because you need people like that that believe in you before anything pops off. Mm, yeah. I love that, and Melissa's dope. I met her like around that same amount of time. I was starting my brand; she was starting out. We were just like, let's look out for each other, and we mm-hmm. we have. And she's mm-hmm. been on the podcast, and you worked with Ko in sort of a mentorship capacity. Is that true? Yes, yes, yes. It's my dog. It's my road dog. I actually told Melissa I'm not going to Atlanta with Odom. Oh. Yeah, so okay. like she was like, she told me the, the info. She was like, you're going to be there for a month. And I've never traveled anywhere for that long, mm-hmm. let alone like the States and let alone for music specifically. So I was like, the only person I want to go with is Ko. So until he's ready to go, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get really homesick. Um, I always tell Ko all the time, like I'm super jealous of how you are able to adapt and approach life. Like, he basically, like, lives out a suitcase. And he, would, he when we were in Atlanta, he told me, like, it's not as easy as it looks. It's not as beautiful as it looks. And I'm like, well, I've never been brave enough to just go out on a limb. So mm-hmm. I love that you're doing it. And, yeah, it's like my big brother. We recorded a bunch of songs together, a lot of laughs. Mm, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. So, yeah, man. What the fuck's going on? You, like, it's been like a year since you put out. It has album. been three years. You don't have three to tell years? me. It's been a long time. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, here's what happened. So super excited for this project. Um, I put it out. I kind of had like these expectations for it. It didn't hit like I wanted it to hit. And I was super frustrated not only with myself but with the city and the lack of like infrastructure for like a hip-hop artist. Um, as far as gigs, come on, I get lots of gigs. Like that was never the issue. Like I performed too much to the point where I, I wasn't able to create because I was on every show, every sure. poster, and I was like, 
it looks good, it looks nice, but really I wasn't creating as an artist. I was super frustrated, super cranky when, I'm, uh, when I have writer's block. So I, I wasn't myself, mm. um, hangry, yeah, all the time. Like, <laughs> like, I just really wasn't myself and everything I made, I hated. I was like, this isn't who I wanna be. I don't wanna be a hype as artist. I don't wanna be somebody that like, you know, has one song and then disappears for years at a time. I, I was like, I don't wanna be that guy. I wanna be able to talk to like the people that connect to my music as often as possible and to like keep that relationship going. So mm-hmm. when I seen that wasn't as easy to obtain maybe as I thought it was gonna be or a, like especially in a city where like hip hop is just not, it's not on that level, it's not appreciated. Like we wake up in the morning and we, we see what's going on in the States or yeah. somewhere else. We don't wake up in the morning and see what's happening in our own city. And it wasn't like that in Atlanta. In Atlanta it was like, we fight for our own, we rep our own. We weren't allowed to talk bad about anybody from Atlanta. Um, and just seeing that like not only made me like jealous, but also made me excited that that does exist, you know? Cause um, a big thing here um, in Nova Scotia is you don't make it until you leave, (laughs) you know? So I've always been wanting to combat that as an artist. I'm like, I can do it here, I can do it here, I can do it here, a thousand percent I can do it here. Um, So that's just been like, that's just false information that like, you only it only looks good if you if you go somewhere else to get it done, mm. you know, and that just doesn't make sense to me, because yeah. this is home. Why do I have to be homesick in order to be cool? <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. seriously. Hmm. So you mentioned uh, Big Sean being a disappointment. Who in hip hop is not a disappointment to you? Who would you say is like one rapper you're like that's a career I'd like to model? Uh, Jay Z, hmm. Drake. Uh, Party Next Door, Nipsey Hussle. Mm. Actually, I really like, I really like Nipsey Hussle. Like for real, I would sit there for hours, and like just study Nipsey Hussle's like interviews and business moves. Like I got into that way more than I got into his music. For sure. Like literally, it was his mindset that made me listen to his music, and the way he conducted his business that made me listen to his music. I just thought it was so beautiful that a black man not only was. Um, this far ahead of everybody else, but was he also looked like me? Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like he like he was hood. So I was super appreciative of that. Um, I study a lot of artists. Like when I get attached to an artist, I get really attached to artists because I want to know them. I want to know like why they why they are the way they are. Mm. And I want people to do the same with me. Like you know. So like yeah. Dope. But yeah, definitely Drake, Jay Z. Um, we could get rid of Eminem, and we could get rid of Logic, and we could get rid of Jordan Lucas. Oh. We could, yeah, we could, there's a, I have a list of people we can get rid of. Okay. Uh, so what did you think about Joe Budden saying that uh, Logic was the most trash rapper of all time? <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, Sorry. lyrically, you got to no, give him some was, credit. There are some kids that I tore apart when I was younger. Yeah, <laughs> They don't have a career either. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. You heard it here first. I just, I, I have high expectations. For you know, like I, everybody. Like, I've, you know, I've like, interviewed a director, yeah. A, yeah. a guy who directed Logic's uh, video. Yeah. One, yeah, the 1-800 video. Oh, was that X? No, that's a, a Nova Scotia director did that. Oh, I know you're talking about Hines. Yes, Andy Hines. Yes, 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 so, yes. So 
Out of respect for Andy, I, I will not do any <laughs> logic slander. Great song and great and great video. <laughs> Bad artists can have great moments. Oh. Do not get me wrong. Yes. It's true. <laughs> Every dog has their day. Damn. Damn, Jeez, it's sir. like it's like that. Wow. <laughs> hmm. So what's like the biggest piece of advice you would give to an artist trying to make it in the music industry? <sighs> A thousand percent, do that thing that nobody else is doing. Do the work that nobody else is doing. You know who else I'm obsessed with? Kobe Bryant. Mm, I'm very, Kobe very mentality. into like the way Kobe conducted his whole basketball career. Um, but like, yeah, just do the work that nobody else is doing. Like, you're not too cool, you know, that, that there's nothing that you're not supposed to do or can do. You should do, you know? Like, just do all the groundwork. Every single thing that, you know, that can put you ahead, you have to do it. There's no exceptions. It's true, because Kobe is one of the most talented basketball players of all yeah. time, but he's also a worker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his attitude, <laughs> that, that same attitude, too, he's not afraid to tell everybody else, you're not working hard enough, mm-hmm. you'll never be good enough. That's why I hold artists <laughs> to a high standard. You're not doing it. I'd be a great manager, I'm telling you. <laughs> what's, what's the next big thing for you coming up you want to promote? Um... I'm just happy to be existing right now as mm-hmm. a human and doing what I love. I'm not going to put any like um, timelines on any of my art because we all know how that goes. Yeah. But um, when it's here, yeah, I'll be ready to show everybody. Yeah. And right. I'll be very proud of it. That's all I know. I'm just really, really happy to be in a happy place, you know? Mm. So that's, that's basically it. I have no shows coming up. Um, I'm fine with that. Oh. I need this time. Okay. Yeah. Quickly, I want to give another shout out to another noon hooper, Chudi Harris. He was yeah, on your album. This is my dog, yeah. And he helped facilitate this. So, yeah, let's give him a shout out. Yeah, Chudi. Where can people find you online? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram handle is Magic Mike. Uh, easy to remember. Um, yeah, the album is called Insert Flame Emojis Here. And it's on all streaming platforms. Um, it's a very bad representation of where I am in, right now in life, but it's, it's still a great album. So yeah. All right, that's it. Thank you for doing our page. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I want to open. Do we have time for some questions, or are we done? Two minutes. Anyone have any questions for me, myself, or Majay? Oh, perfect. No, we're good. No pressure. We are good. Peace. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.